Yes, this is the Narbos and Broomheads podcast, but we are taking a break from reviewing Degrassi episodes. We're going to shift our focus to my so-called life over the next few months. We hope you'll stick around for this journey. If you want to touch base with us, all of the same social media, at Narbos Podcast on Twitter, at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram, and Narbos and Broomheads at gmail.com. If you want to talk to us about my so-called life or come on to an episode, please let us know. We will get back to Degrassi episodes after we're done reviewing my so-called life in a few months. Don't fear, though. If you're missing that content, we've got well over 150 episodes of Degrassi reviews for you. Head over to anywhere where you listen to your podcasts and go back into our history. Hope you enjoy them, and hopefully you'll enjoy our reviews of my so-called life. Let's do it. and broomheads and i'm not going to uh start this episode singing under pressure like ted did last time and i didn't even think of that song when you sang it i was thinking about the shitty song pressure by billy joel uh that song stinks anyways keep it keep it going yeah yeah this is the uh, billy joel haters podcast everybody and i am your uh Lead hater for tonight, my name is Alan, and actually, no, we're not talking about Billy Joel, we're talking about Angela Chase and my so-called life. So yeah, we are uh, halfway through talking about episode 13, it's called Pressure, which you should have known from what I said at the beginning. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to stop here, and I'm going to pass things over to my pal, Tim, who is out in Oakville. I am in Oakville, and I must say, when I was in university, I took a human sexuality class. There was a porn night. Not surprisingly, the, the night with the most kids that uh, that came to class, and we watched a video very similar to what this video looked like in the episode today. So that was a nice walk down memory lane. Wow. As I throw it, out east, <laughs> to the rock, with the cock, Teddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you mean the cock of the rock, like, as in Terry Taylor, the red rooster? I used to love him in grade six. That's the cock of the walk. That's right. He literally crowed. Like he He was not. He was not just like I'm the red rooster and it's my gimmick. (laughs) His gimmick was he behaved like a rooster. And he'd do the scratches on the on the floor, Uh like on the. (laughs) And was was awful. Oh, I was a big mark for uh, Terry Taylor, the red rooster. But then he got buried. Like he was beaten up. I think he was against uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, but then he kind of got buried. And but right. I, I think he was in the gimmick uh, to uh, to to show him his place. I believe. Anyways, that's too much inside wrestling. So hello, my name is Ted. Uh, I live on an island called Newfoundland. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Good. I hope. Okay, we're done. Let's throw it all the way over, across a little across the St. Lawrence uh, Strait. All across all the provinces and over to the flattest place, which I actually like the flat places. They were beautiful when I drove across them. Who is this? Who is this lady? It's, it's Lady Arlo. of this evening. 
It's Arlo. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm a lady of the evening. Great. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Not like that. Well, that's what happens when you're sexually promiscuous in high school, Arlo. Uh, yeah. That's true. You become a lady of you be- the night. You become a whore. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Um, I will say that, you know which Billy, Billy Joel song that I absolutely despise? Oh, please. It's not pressure. It is It's My Life. I fucking hate that song. And it's not like the song itself. It's that little bridge that they have in the middle that like, sounds like a bad 80s sitcom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fucking hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't hate all of Billy Joel's music, but there's a lot of it that just sucks. <laughs> but you know what? Billy Joel does a concert at Madison Square Garden once a month. That's right. And he will keep booking uh, monthly concerts at Madison Square Garden as long as he sells them out. And he's been doing it for years. So you know what? Good for that dude. And the other thing I like about Billy Joel is he he released a bunch of albums. I think it was 12 or 13 albums between, you know, early to mid 70s and uh, mid 90s. And then he was like, fucking I'm done. Like, why do I need to put out new albums? I've got enough. People like them. Fuck it. I'm just going to live off of this. So, Isn't I'm, it Billy I'm Joel sure. too that leaves the front row open of his concert there, and he always gives the front row to people who buy the cheaper tickets at the back or something? He always leaves. He never sells the front row to anybody. Oh no! Well, good for him. That's a nice is. thing. I too. think it's Billy Joel. I could be wrong. I've heard. I'm th- sure I've heard this he's before, a very like... nice man. Like I, I, I'm sure he's very nice, and um, he has a, a lot of songs that I enjoy, but. I I don't care how nice he is. I hate that fucking song. Hasn't he also been <laughs> so divorced like seven times? So he's got to have these concerts so he can pay for them for all the hey. for those wives. Isn't he the one? It's been divorced. Probably. Times? I think so. Ooh, I'm gonna put on my favorite podcast. Ooh, not about some brew beds. Put on the old headphones. My name is Billy Joel, and uh, <laughs> listen. My favorite. My favorite in particular is Arlo. And what's she saying? What's she saying? What's she saying? This she 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 I'm hates. She I'm hates sorry. that the fuck. Sorry, Billy does... Joel. You man have lost a subscriber. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. I'm pretty sure that wasn't Billy Joel though. I, he probably has like a Brooklyn accent or something. That was like something like Southern. That's Robert Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been singing in that voice for so long. Like I suspect that is his voice, isn't it? Maybe. I am so oh, sad because Arlo is mean. <laughs> She really hates my song. It's not just me. She bitched about it on the podcast, (laughs) so now she can suck on my dong. There you go. (laughs) I got a workshop. Come on, there's not a lot of rhymes in that one, but I'll have to workshop it. (laughs) I mean, let's not get obscene there, Billy Joel. Billy Joel would have loved our podcast too, because if uh, you recall, a ways back there were. A number of submissions of Degrassi lyrics to We Didn't Start the Fire. So uh, Tim gave one, Barry gave one, there was a cameo by Ted. It was great. Mm-hmm. I would like to say an improvement on their song. <laughs> You're welcome, Billy. Yeah, Billy. Fuck Remember you. I was married to Claudia Schiffer? Was that who I was married to? No, it was uh, uh Chrissy Brinkley. Chrissy Brinkley. Christy Blink and all kind of meshes up. The eighties was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Uh, I have a I have a Degrassi story. Uh, Ooh, I, you know we're talking about my so-called life, but this is a Degrassi podcast. Quick Degrassi story. So, um, Sarah has uh, a seventeen-year-old kid, and they are big into uh, drama. Actually, Arlo, they're big into drama, and they're going to uh, culinary arts school. 
So so basically, yeah. mini me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like so you're saying don't start a restaurant to the Marlowe? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Don't yeah. start a restaurant. I mean, like until they're... you've been trained up, and also work in a kitchen for a little while. That's yeah. my advice to you. Uh, yes. They're also a big Degrassi fan, and their drama teacher at high school is friends or at least knows Jake Epstein well enough that oh. he came down to the school this past week and uh, and spent uh, the drama class with everybody. And I was Whoa. like, did you ask him why he fucked Manny and got her pregnant when he was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did say, though, he's like, because he had to introduce... Because most of the, you know, most of the kids in class don't... They're, they're too young to know Degrassi, the next generation, which makes us feel even older than we uh, are. Huh. So he had to describe, like, like yeah. That, that's new Degrassi. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my character was, uh, you know, was bipolar and ran away a lot. I was like, yep, that pretty much sums it up. But uh, it reminds me of, like, the Chris Farley show on SNL that <laughs> yes. or whatever, where, like, it's just, like, Chris Farley, like, interviewing someone, and he's just, like, um, remember when you were, uh, like, oh, in Degrassi, it. and then you fucked Manny? <laughs> remember that? That was, that was cool. That was, like, awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I uh, have an old binder that I don't even remember where I got it from. I had a friend who won it in some sort of, you know, as some sort of prize, and they were like, "Why would I want a fucking Degrassi autograph binder?" So I was, of course, and the you person. Raise your hand. And yes. you're like, um, I'll take it. Like, um. Yeah. So they gave it to me. So then um, I gave it to Sarah's kid um, a day late. I was like, "You can get uh, Jake Epstein to sign this." They were like, "He already came to our school." I'm like, "Fuck." Well, we such could. That. <laughs> but uh, but we were looking at the autographs, and there's like Lauren Collins and Ryan Cooley and. Um, and which one did you find, Alan? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, but there's no, unfortunately, there's no uh, Drake autograph in here. And and they were like, well, what about this autograph? And I'm like, I don't know whose that is. So I looked up Aubrey Graham <laughs> autograph, and it was a perfect match. <laughs> I was like, bullshit. This whole time you've been looking for Drake. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this week I gave away a Drake autograph, uh, <laughs> unbeknownst to me. So You've just put them through culinary school. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all living in the same house in a couple of weeks, so, you know, technically any money they save is money I'm saving, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, all good. Um, yeah, so let's, uh, you want to get to this episode? Let's do it. Uh, pressure. Sure. Uh, so, in the last episode, or in the last half of Pressure, because we covered the first half of this episode, um, there is a house... The legend has it that there are eight bedrooms, but there are only three. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kids go to this house to smoke and drink and party and bang. And have a place to, like, and fornicate. Go. Yeah. Jordan is putting pressure on Angela to do it with him. Angela is clearly not ready, but also feels out of place because she is not ready for it. Uh, Sharon has been fucking constantly. That's the exact quote that she said. <laughs> uh, Rayanne's doing it. Jordan wants to do it. And uh, Angela is not up for it. So in the very last scene, they're at the house. Jordan wants to find a room to do it. Angela just can't. And she leaves. And in our B-plot, uh, Graham is going to be the most successful chef in the most successful restaurant um, in all of Pittsburgh and maybe all of America, hell, maybe all of the world, and Arlo totally agrees that this is realistic. So super mm -hmm. realistic. Yeah, and in our C plot, 
flu shots, yay or nay? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've got some uh, we've got some subliminal messaging uh, for the anti-vaxxers out there. So there you go. <laughs> Grassroots. So uh, starting part two of this uh, this episode, it's funny because when I type Patty into my notes, it autocorrects to party, and I'm like, nope. Party is so the opposite of what Patty is. <laughs> yeah. So that's the antithesis. Yeah. Yeah. So she arrives home. So. Graham has been entertaining Hallie, his rich friend, I guess, who's going to open a restaurant from night school, and her fiance Brad, or as Ted called him, Guy Smiley. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, I it's, love it here. It's I believe great. it was E Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> so quaint. Uh, so she, Patty arrives home. She's late. And so the they're all sitting at the table. And Patty is quite upset that she missed meeting the famous Jordan. And she asks what he's like. And Graham can't describe him. But Hallie's like, he, I would fuck him. Like that's, <laughs> I wish I knew of an eight bedroom empty house. Yes. Mm. She sounds like Arlo describing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jordan Catalano. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. She's like, Brad who? I, that's how I felt when Jordan was here. Mm-hmm. So, it's like I'm right here. <laughs> but and and Patty seems to like Hallie. Like she seems to be a little bit sort of taken aback by her I I guess the brashness is maybe the right term. Yeah. Um and with Patty it's always hard to tell because she's so good at faking being cordial and being happy. Yeah. But it seems like she's she seems to be on board with Hallie, right? Yeah. Yeah, like like, uh, like a little a little off kilter, maybe a little taken aback, but seems to be on on board. Well, she seems to change her mind a little bit, right? Yeah, like we normally would get something where you're kind to the person, but then you know when that person is gone, you'll get the behind the scenes scene where they're like, "What the fuck's with that goof?" And Patty is not like that when Hallie is not around. No, she's like, "This is a really different person than I am," and she is like, Hallie is like the freaking opposite of you know prudish Patty, right? Yeah, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem to to make Patty dislike her at all. I think she's a little bit fascinated with her, maybe. Yeah, she's intrigued for sure. Yeah, like anything because yeah. I, I think as Patty is so starched out, she's like just living this perfect little life in the suburbs, and anybody <laughs> outside the norm is like, "Wow, that's amazing!" <laughs> and not that she wants to be that person. She just she's just fascinated, like said. Yeah, about you it. you. You get the impression that Patty finds Hallie kind of um, refreshing. Yeah. Maybe. So Hallie and Brad leave, and Patty asks Graham about this restaurant. And uh, again, initially, good old Patty. Mm, did you know they're they're the riskiest business that there is? Well, it's true. Patty is in the right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, come on, Arlo. They wanted. He wants to do it. That should be enough mm-hmm. to run a successful restaurant. In a city full of restaurants already? It's fine. <laughs> Graham says he isn't into the idea, but you can tell he is a little bit into the idea. Uh, I think it's just like it's planted the seed in his brain, right? And he, like he, the logical part of his brain is just like, this is a stupid idea, like whatever. But like, maybe like that seed just can't stop growing a little bit, right? In uh, the washroom at school the next day, Sharon is asking Rayanne why Angela left. Speaking of planting the seed, 
the fucking <laughs> fuck house. Okay, uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. She uh so she speculates again just I I think for the audience. She speculates that Angela had a bad reaction to the flu shot cuz we just have to raise that. Uh Rayanne says Angela didn't want to sleep with Jordan and Rayanne also says why is it it's not a big deal. It's a thing that lasts for 3 seconds. Which, <laughs> which is humorous and also so sad. Uh, here. I mean, honestly, it's not sad. Like when you're in high school, it's kind of like that's oh, kind of no. the deal. Like, <laughs> sorry. A, yeah, that's even more sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then these random girls show up and talk about how they like sex, but Rayanne calls them out for uh, having not actually done it, and then she fucks with them some more. And makes a reference to Mickey Rourke, and the girls do not know who Mickey Rourke is. So, yes. and I believe this was uh, in these, the these film. These girls are, are yeah. Chelsea and Rhonda. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I Good believe Ted, you're about to say that they're. I mean, clearly, Rayanne is referencing nine and a half weeks. Yes, 1986 is nine and a half weeks, which I have never seen, but it's one of those cultural movies that people reference all the time, which I'm like, I should actually watch that because this is like it's the fifty shades yeah. of gray of the oh yeah the the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, I was gonna say I did Ted just watch yeah. it. I did just watch it funny enough, maybe a month ago. I, I oh, love how you're sexy. I love how you're like, it. I'm gonna watch it for the cultural reference. Come on, dude. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's not why I watched it. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. What was the movie that you were supposed to watch, uh, Tim, to get everybody in the mood <laughs> like a while back? Um, well, anyways, nine and a half weeks probably worked better. So <laughs> uh, it'll come to me. That's right. It didn't but work. yes, Mickey Rourke before he ruined his face um, <laughs> is the male lead in that. Oh, he's a good-looking movie. dude in that movie. Absolutely, and like mysterious, and like a little dangerous. Like he is actually what I think um, they needed for the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, maybe to be more successful. Um, I didn't see the Fifty Shades of Grey movie <laughs> or read the book, of course, but I don't know the the male lead in those ones just didn't strike me as being particularly dangerous. And Mickey Rourke sort of plays that like sexy danger thing happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember him from The Wrestler. No. Very no. different look. Uh-huh. Very different look. Yeah. And, the, and then he also uh, was the corner person for the legends who wrestled Chris Jericho at one WrestleMania. So, oh, And Chris Jericho has a very in. good story in one of his books about basically like Mickey Rourke was not easy to work with. And, mm, yes, and, he does have that reputation. And Mickey Rourke also at this wrestling stuff... Um, brought with him like legitimate MMA stars. I think one of them was Frank Shamrock and and Jericho was worried that things were going to get out of hand for real and Vince McMahon not knowing who Frank Shamrock was even though he hired Frank Shamrock's brother for many years was like if things get out of hand I'll back you up in this. And Jericho was like alright <laughs> I kind of want to see that I want to see you tangling with Frank Shamrock. One well if you haven't seen MMAs. Nine and a Half Weeks I do recommend checking it out Come for the sexy young Mickey Rourke. Stay for the young ingenue Kim Basinger. That's why I watched it. <laughs> Not for Mickey Rourke. I will Rourke? say though, there's one scene in that movie that makes my skin crawl, and that's when he pours honey all over her, but she's wearing oh. slouch socks. And the idea of honey <laughs> on 
these big thick slouch socks just makes like it just I I, I have a visceral reaction to it like I can't. Yeah, they do that. really kind of ruin a refrigerator in that movie. I mean, that's fine. Like honey on skin, I'm okay with, but like that I don't know what it is, but the honey on the big white slouch socks, I have a major problem with. <laughs> I'm not sure why. There's so many problems there with the cleaning and the <laughs> and the sitting in it. Oh. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so, speaking of sexy videos, Sharon yeah. and Angela are watching this video. So, I guess it's a porn, but it's also like a video on intimacy, right? Like there's a narrator yeah. and it's like, yeah, you can get your partner in the mood. Um, it's, a, it's like an educational video situation. Like, do you think Before. that they show like P and Vigi in this or? No, okay. it's my, in my experience, this would be simulated, but. Yes. Now, the one I guess, we watched in my human sexuality class was not simulated. It was. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. I guess they but exist. But this Sorry. one, this one may have been. Well, yeah, that's university. Yeah, well, I guess too. It's that's university level. Of course, this is not in a high school. This is in her parents' bedroom, which <laughs> yeah, I, they could have bought anything really. Yeah. Uh, like these using, types of of educational ones where you have like the doctor slide in or whatever. Like I, <laughs> in my experience, those are literally those are or simulated, but uh, it, it doesn't mean that they aren't. Like uh-huh. that they 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 don't exist, you know. What did the doctor slide in? Uh-huh. <laughs> Into frame, get uh-huh. your mind out of the gutter. Um, is maybe I missed this part? Did we ever confirm where this video came from? Yeah, uh, Sharon from Camille. Okay. Yes, they've had it Camille. forever. All right. Yes. Uh, so Sharon confirms that Angela and Jordan haven't done it, and. There is narration from Angela about how there is a dividing line between girls who haven't had sex um, and those who have. And this is, you know, of course, her and Sharon looking at each other as this happens. I need to know because, like, I did hang out with my friends who had done it when I hadn't done it. And I didn't think of any dividing line. But I don't know. Is that a thing? I also, this is unfamiliar to me. Um, This is Angela's voiceover. However, um, yeah. so maybe she is reading into that. Yeah, so she, and it's in her belief is that there's a dividing line. Yeah, in her mind, there's a dividing line, and I don't know if Sharon shares that belief or not. But yeah. um, in my like in my does, mind, right? no. The way she carries on, she just seems like, "What do you mean? No, oh, it's something we did. Whatever. Here, let's go. Now, this is the part where they have sex. Let's watch that. It doesn't seem to really. But she's the one who did have sex, so maybe that's where." she doesn't see a dividing line because she's had sex. I don't know. So Sharon says, you can ask me anything. So Angela asks Sharon if they use things. And I wish that Sharon had been like, what, like dildos and (laughs) vibrators and butt plugs, but no. Like honey and slouch socks? Yeah. (laughs) But uh, no, it's condoms. (laughs) (laughs) A sounding stick? (laughs) They just shove down your urethra? (laughs) They're like... And she's like, Angela's like, what the fuck? Why? Okay, they're called urethral sounds. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh-huh. not called sounding sticks, but okay. How much is that? How much is one of them? So somebody walks into the shop. How much is one of them going to run you? Is it going to break asking, the bank? Or are, you, are you asking yeah. for a friend? Well, I'm not asking Alan. I'm not asking, you know. I'm, I'm, uh, it you depends know. on the material. Uh, if you, it okay. depends on the material. Yep. 
So Ball like park. uh like a basic <laughs> like sil- a basic silicone one maybe about 15 bucks. If you want to get like a really nice set that has like different sizes and it's like metal and all that stuff, that's like 100 and something dollars. Holy holy. Can you tell us what I'm ta- what we're talking about here? You're talking about things that you shove up your pee hole. <laughs> uh-huh. Is that the like term? It's like you're trying to kill yourself, but not kill yourself. <laughs> it's like you're finding the most painful way. I mean, I don't want to shove stuff in my urethra, but different strokes for different folks. Mm, uh-huh. So if, if that's what you're into, no judgment. Now, would this be more of a, like a female thing or a male thing to do? Uh, usually a male thing. Ugh. Women do have urethras, um, but they're usually uh, smaller than the yeah, male urethra. Like, so I, I can't you, you can shove no, stuff no up more. there. But. No more. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that part of fucking "It's My Life" over and over again if you don't stop. Just can't. All right, fair enough. Um, Alan's tapping out like he's hitting the side. Like, tap, 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 yeah. tap. No, stop. Make it stop. Um, Angela asks how Sharon decided it was time to do it, and Sharon was just like, "I wanted to fuck one night, so I fucked." Yeah. Like, so yeah. <laughs> easy, but easy. again, like I, you know, Angela probably thinks that there's this magical lead up to the moment, right? And I mean. I think that most people's first experiences are not magical, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, they may not be hideous, but there's, you know, there's, there's not magic. So I'm sure there's a, some, some sort of planning, but yeah, I don't think it becomes, yeah, yeah. one you're going to write about. So Sharon then says, you know, the one issue that she had was that once they did it, it was kind of like, now the expectation is you do it all the time, which I buy that. Yeah, oh yeah. I think that's a very poignant... It's kind of like... <laughs> it's fucking nerd. It's kind of like in wrestling. Where... <laughs> yeah, you're laughing at yourself. I you know, start. because I'm like, what a fucking geek. But, you know, the whole story is about, like, winning the world championship. And so you watch them chase right. it for, like, a year. But then when they win it, it's a lot less interesting. <laughs> 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 you were like losing me with the sex stuff, but then when you mentioned wrestling, I'm like, ding, I'm back in. What are we saying? <laughs> yeah, I- I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, they go back to the soft porn, and Angela asks Sharon if she felt different afterwards, and Sharon uh, says that she looked at herself in the mirror to see if she looked different, and she asks Angela, "Do I look different?" And Angela says, "No." And then finally, Sharon's just like, "You know what? Just fucking talk with Jordan." Like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, which is great advice. Yeah, she tells Angela that uh, Angela has a tendency to shut people out as well. So there you go. Also um, true. Yeah. So this yes. moment is ruined by fucking Graham, who's like, <laughs> who comes into his own room? How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he yells up the stairs. The sexy tape gets ejected and shoved under the bed, and there you go. Um, outside, stupid fucking dorky Brian Krakow is riding his bike in circles. Oh, in small circles, like just in about a 10 foot radius diameter, like going around. I was actually thinking about Brian Krakow the other day, because I think in one of the previous podcasts, we were saying like, well, at least he hasn't shot up a school and like, da, 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 da. And I'm just like, you know, like if Brian Krakow existed now with the internet available, Oh, like I'm sure he would have been radicalized by now. Like we always say, like oh, Lucy hasn't showed up at school. It's like yeah, because it was 1994. 
Like he mm-hmm. to he's bored, so he rides his bike in circles. Like nowadays, yeah. kids like him, they're they're bored and they go on the internet, and then all of yeah. their freaking like impulses about being, you know, entitled to yeah women are like validated by various chat rooms. So I, you know, because we didn't yeah, in, so- in those days. You like it was you were a freak because you couldn't find people like you. And so it was just done. But then you found. Yeah. The Internet has allowed people to find other people and be like, oh, yeah, this shit is normal. Yeah, Yeah. it's normal. It's not. You're fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Krakow's of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like Krakow does not deserve any credit for not having shot up a school. because (laughs) These were different times. Like he is. And again, like if you wanted to just ride your bike, you don't ride it in circles in front of the house. You go for a fucking bike ride. You ride a bike in circles in front of your house if it's across the street from the person who you're stalking and you want to see them, right? Very true. So Angela and Sharon come outside. But then, of course, Angela always fucking with Brian, too, is like, yeah, Danielle took my bike, so can I? But she's like... And I'm such a prick for asking, but then asks, like, can I ride your bike, right? Uh, <laughs> yep. And then Brian, of course, wants to lecture her, but also offers her the bike. So, great. Such a simp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham, inside the house, has found the sexy video and is watching it in the bedroom. And he assumes that it's Patty's video, which she denies. And I'm like, I would never have assumed that that was Patty's video. <laughs> yeah. Graham, do you have you met this woman? You're married to this woman. Yeah. Do you even know her? Like, I like how he asked which couple was her favorite. His his is Liz and Gunther. Yeah. Great, yeah. Um, um, I do this again. This is kind of a product of his time, I think. You know, he, he finds this video, and it's like the raciest thing that he's like seen in years, right? Oh. Because, like, he can't like back then. You had to actually go to the porno store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like buy or rent a porno, right? Like nowadays, like regardless if, if you've been married to a prude for X amount of years, you can just get it on your phone even, right? Like you don't oh, yeah. have to go through that. And so like if you're not – if you're a pretty straight-list couple who, you know, pornography isn't really part of your relationship, it was still very kind of – taboo and hush hush at that time right think about the fucking effort you had to go through to watch porn like like how much think about like i i want to watch porn so badly that i'll go into my car i'll drive to the porno store and they're not like blockbuster video necessarily where it's like on every corner like some you know like there's only a few places maybe where the porno stores are go in there browse around with other people like seeing other people and them seeing you Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> paying Doing the Bart, Bart Simpson, Homer Simpson nod saying, yeah, we'll agree to not see each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like renting the tape, bringing it home, watching it and then having to fucking return it. Like, well, and imagine you got one that you didn't think was good in the end too. Yeah. Also, like this isn't even good. Well, And so for Graham here, like this is, I mean, whether it's explicit or not, like this is definitely like soft porn yeah like it's very soft and like he's just like well 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 what do we (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, it's an instructional video god yeah Yeah. like it's and you kind of have to think back what it must have been like for married couples at that time like they then is not now now is different 
there's there's another layer of danger as well on top of this because when you will put a VHS tape in a VCR, as all our listeners know, because there's no listeners under forty. <laughs> I, well, there's maybe some. If you are, hello, welcome, welcome. Yeah, um, but there was a level of risk where you put in a VHS tape that might eat that tape, and you pull it out, and it's stuck. And it's well, like if it was a porno, it was the, like sixty bucks. It's like half out the, the 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 slot, and you're like, oh oh no oh no oh no, what do I do now? Also, like, there's a level of danger. Like, if you don't want to get caught, like you know, these days, if you don't want to get caught, you just have to be able to shut your browser down really fast. Like, you <laughs> yeah. got to turn you got to turn that tape off. You've got to get the fuck out of that VCR, and you know, hidden Back away. In the box. Oh, well, and you like, can't even, uh, we uh, we all know uh, Patty, right? Like, there's no way that Patty's like, yeah, let's get some porn, right? So, like, probably mm-hmm, Graham Bobby. has not been watching porn for like 20 years. Like, maybe he saw something when he was like a teenager or something like that. But like, there there hasn't been porn <laughs> in this house, right? They live in a sexual desert, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why they're so fucking horny for each other all the time no like whenever anything emotional happens Mm -hmm. the first time i saw porn i was in grade six and there was a kid in my the same grade who like i wasn't really good friends with but we we walked home in the same direction so like one Mm -hmm. day he's like oh you want to you want to come over and i'm like yeah and then he's like you want to see what's in the basement and i was like okay (laughs) and in the basement they had two things porn and guns. <laughs> like a lot of shit. porn that you would know it was porn? Like they had he, a lot of it? He put because oh. he was like, You want to see a tape? I'm like, okay. And then I saw the tape. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, your world opened up, Alan. Yep. So mm-hmm. Graham is mesmerized by the soft porn tape, and he jokes to Patty that their sex life is mechanical, which uh offends Patty. And what's what's interesting is that uh like they, I mean, it's there's going to be a scene coming up where it's different from this, but up until this point, it seemed like everything made them want to fuck, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so she then complains about how he, she's like, you know, you didn't want to take this class, and now you're teaching the class, and you didn't want to work in a restaurant, and now you totally want to work in a restaurant, and so yeah, whatever. There, there there's. This restaurant teaching thing is still an issue, even though Patty initiated a lot of this. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Angela shows up at. I guess Jordan works in a garage, like, <laughs> and a very clean one I at that. I think it's just his house, and he That's like, what I is like working on his car. Is like, it okay? He's got like, like the coveralls a- on and a baseball cap, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, yeah, I don't different. know. He looks but, great, though. Can we? Just but they're the same clothes that? that he would wear at, like, because in the '90s there was actual mechanics, and then there was kids who wore clothes like mechanics with, yeah. as we had discussed before, like a vest that said Joe or whatever <laughs> on it. If you were lucky enough to come across one, but he's not. He's still working in those same clothes, and he's just in his garage. But I don't. <laughs> think he's actually doing anything he's just there I i'm a know. mechanic he's like polishing his car like his car is his most important possession it's like a he wrote a song about her yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a <laughs> metaphor did. for his fucking dick he's just polishing it all the time i don't know like... 
So she she apologizes to him about Friday and starts to say that it was because of the fucking flu shot, which amazingly enough, Jordan's like, flu shot bad? But that's not what he says. <laughs> Instead, he's like, yeah, stop lying. And I, I guess she... Had, I mean, fair enough. She has been lying. She lies all the time. Yeah. She alluded mm. at the time when she was leaving the house to it being because Rayanne was relapsing. But Tino told Jordan that Rayanne has been clean for weeks, so he knows that Angela is lying. So Jordan says, uh, you can think what you want about me, but I never lied. I let you drive my car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. People's sex. Yeah, Angela. His, his argument is not compelling. No. Like... But also, Angela is a liar. I mean, in her defense, I guess it's because she doesn't have the confidence to be able to put into words what she's feeling, right? Or maybe doesn't have the emotional capacity because she's a teenager and sometimes you are feeling a certain kind of way and you don't know how to express that. I don't know. Yeah, so she starts... But she's a liar. Okay, well, Angela the liar starts to cry. (laughs) and, (laughs) And says part of her really wants to, wants to do it. But Jordan says that that's the reason he didn't start things in the first place. And <laughs> and Angela says, why? And, you know, it, you know, because she's like, why? Because you're wasting your time with me if I don't want to fuck? And Jordan says, you, do, you don't get it. It's, it's what you're supposed to do unless you're abnormal. <laughs> it's like everyone's doing it. If you love we me, have sex with me. Put words together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> two, two things. As a teenager watching this for the first time, like when he like narrows his eyes slightly and it's like, mm-hmm. unless you're like abnormal, like my, my poor little teenage heart just died in that moment. And I was Ugh. just like, what a piece of shit. How could he say that to her? And then also, uh, what, and a, I what a beautiful remember, piece a, of shit, Carlo. What a beautiful piece of shit, please. Yeah. As, Thank you. Uh, yes. Look at those blue eyes. <laughs> also, as a teenager in that moment, I was very frustrated with Angela for not telling him to shove it. Mm. And e- like, even as a teenager, like obviously as an adult, like if somebody were to say something like that to me, I would just be like, fuck you. But like, again, and I mentioned it last episode, like this was very much not my high school experience. If a guy had said something like that to me, I would not have just like turned around and cried. Like I would have been like to the guts. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, you know, and maybe it's because I was exposed to TV shows like this or something like that. But I, you know, I, it was not, it was not up to the guy in my teenage years it was very much up to me and fuck you if you didn't like that well he's a dick and like this is this is a long string of things where now sometimes he doesn't mean to do it he says like the what's the worst thing that angela can hear from him so there's been occasions where i don't think he's meant to say it but here he's like I think he knows what he's doing and what he's saying. On purpose. Yeah. yeah he slows yeah, yeah. down and even like controls his words to say it the way he wants to, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we go to commercial. And she just turns around and sadly walks away defeated. 
leaving and Brian's like, bike no, there. Girl, fight back! Like he's beautiful. Just <laughs> slap his his beautiful face. Uh huh. Just shove shove a dirty old oily rag in his mouth and say, <laughs> "Shut up, you beautiful man." Piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, so Angela arrives home and finds the video again in the VCR um, and Graham bursts into the room and again like troubled Angela drops the tape and is just like <laughs> trying no. so desperately like I remember um, you know like dropping a condom on the floor at my mom's place and just being like this, this most terrible <laughs> moment. <laughs> the most terrible moment and then but then, you then you're just your mom, like you're like is that yours yeah yeah and, and just, she's like no we use the pull out method yeah oh no oh no 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 eject 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 yeah. no i don't like this conversation i also actually had a similar incident where i dropped a condom on the subway and someone was like oh, i think that's yours but i had the opposite feeling i was so proud uh, in that moment <laughs> My magnum dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito moment. Yeah. <laughs> so Angela, Angela is finally just like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Like, fuck it, right? Um, I actually kind of love that exchange. Like, just trying so hard to hide it from your fucking dad, and then eventually you're just like, you just give up. You're just like, I don't. We're yeah. not talking about this. Bye. Just, like, Truth. Doesn't he kind of truth. smirk? Doesn't is that the scene where he kind of smirks at her when she leaves? Yeah. Well, well they both lose. He's perplexed, basically. He's like, oh, fucking teenagers. Uh, Brian and Ricky are talking at school when the bus driver comes in and is like, <laughs> "Yes, that's the bus driver." Yeah, and he's just like, "Someone left the backpack on the bus," and so they just give it to the kids, um, and it's Angela's Curly, backpack. It's like a version of Degrassi's, uh, the first one. Of Luella, like he's yeah. like, here you take it curly and jams <laughs> it into his chest. Like uh-huh. here you go, and just like these boys being, huh, what? I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> and she's taking no shit. It's awesome. Uh, uh, and she's been a lot of stuff over the years, but uh, one that really stuck out to me was uh, a movie from 2015 called Freaks of Nature, and she played overly racist vamp number one. <laughs> <laughs> the covered roll. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess then the two boys look through Angela's bag because they find the sex tape, find somewhere in the school to stick it in a VCR, and are now watching it together. <laughs> Man, I you know it was super easy to find VHSs in a school in the nineties. You know, we suckers. I'm gonna reconcile this with that Brian is like the biggest nerd. So he is he the has, AV like, club or something. All, yeah, mm-hmm. all kinds of access oh, yeah. to yeah, the that kind sense. of crap. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take they it back to them. I'm gonna yeah. take it back to wrestling again. But me and yes. me and Jamie, Hello. Uh, there was one one classroom that had not only the VCR but the big projector. Onto the screen. So during our spares, we got the teacher to agree to let us go into the class and watch wrestling tapes, which we did. (laughs) Yep. Fantastic. So cool. So cool, everybody. I mean, like now you see why I'm like, yeah, also I didn't fuck in high school. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and here I am, same thing, because I'm listening with no sarcasm going, that is awesome. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> I love that visual. Like, I wish I was there. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Yep. So, Brian tells Ricky that his parents have a vibrator and it sounds like a lawnmower. Now, Arlo. <laughs> yes. Uh, if if your vibrator 
sounds like a lawnmower, and I'm asking you because you are a professional vibrator salesperson. I am. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's probably a bad vibrator. Uh, see, I'm going to give you like such an academic answer when you think you're just going to get a normal answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the thing about uh, vibrators is you kind of get what you pay for. So there's nothing wrong with inexpensive vibrators. Um, they might really do it for you or really do it for your partner. But like you might find that you need to replace them more often. They have like not as good parts in the motors. So they're going to be louder, that kind of thing. So if you want a quiet vibrator, you might have to spring for something that costs a lot more money because they just use better parts in the motors. There you go. And if you want more of this great advice, where, where should we head to? <laughs> go to industriallove.com we ship all over canada and the u.s Woo! amazing tell them i low sent you <laughs> yeah yeah uh so then ricky isn't even caring about that he is mesmerized on the film because he wants to get away with wearing bicycle shorts so <laughs> yep. which is excellent great so Good. they then say um when angela and ricky are in the washroom later ricky says brian was trying to cram the bag into his locker and the tape fell out which i call bullshit bullshit yeah 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 you brian that bag crack, was zipped brian crack i was going through that bag so fucking fast right like oh yes oh I'm yeah s- sniffing it the whole way <laughs> <laughs> Uh (laughs) you know he is yeah Um, Angela says that the tape is Sharon's Ricky doesn't believe it Um, so then Angela talks about how uh, she had Jordan in her life and lost him because she didn't sleep with him and she says she could have just done it because it would have been so simple but Ricky says maybe it shouldn't be simple maybe it should be like a miracle he says a lot of other stuff but I zoned out (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I, I think mm-hmm. the, the gist of it is that Ricky still has this very romantic view of what sex would be like with someone that you care about. Um, and that, in a lot of ways, is shared by Angela, right? Yeah. Well, funny you should say that, Alan, because I uh, I usually watch these episodes twice before I come on. And the first time I missed what he said. And then it's like, oh, I'll pay attention the next time. And then the <laughs> second time it came on and that girl comes out and says, you said that exactly perfect. I was like, fuck, I didn't hear it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, don't I don't care that much. I'm just moving on. Yeah. And the but, girl, the girl who says that it was perfect was listening to him while she was either taking a piss or taking a dump. I don't know which one. Isn't it Cynthia? <laughs> she was, uh, she was Cynthia. in there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cynthia Hargrove, who Jordan Catalano used to, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, that's exactly what I want to be hearing when I'm pinching a loaf. So, <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, so then Drop she... Yeah, so then she looks at Angela and says, I know we don't know each other, but can I ask you something? And you think it's going to be something, like, really... Point, spe- poignant. Yeah, poignant. Yeah. And Angela's like, yeah, you can ask me. And she's like, did you used to work at Big Guy Burger? <laughs> <laughs> me stupid. <laughs> Uh, so, much better match for uh, for beautiful Jordan Catalano. <laughs> so Graham mm-hmm. Graham is scooping food out at home for a cat who we never see. So I just realized, yeah. is their cat's name Tino? <laughs> oh. uh-huh. We never Tino, get the Tino. cat's name. No, Long we have seen the cat one time though. Oh yeah, I, I, more more than Tino. Yeah. All right. Uh, Patty comes home early and like right away she makes it pretty clear she wants to fuck. She's like. I wanted to get here before the girls got home. Yeah. But- Can we just back it up for a second? She says that Graham always gets the cat better food than she does. Uh-huh. Which I don't... 
I don't know how to read into that. He smiles. I was the same thing, but he smiles like, huh. But I would be like, can you stop? Just stop, (laughs) please, Patty. As I said before, like everything. Oh, no, no. It doesn't have to be dirty. No. It's a sweet, sweet puss cat. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Buy it some some nice food. Yeah. Yeah. That That little cat loves it. Come on. Yeah. So now she's wondering if Graham should be working at the restaurant. And then she thinks about this videotape and is like, so do you think people store sexual energy between their toes? And oh, then- I got a story about, hold on, before we go too far. So one night <laughs> we were, at, we were at um, one of my, my wife's friend's houses. This was years ago before we got married. And we had been drinking that night and had been drinking too much. And, and one, of, one of my... Uh, is this a threesome story? Yeah, like, please, no. please go on. No, but that would have been interesting too. No. <laughs> One of, one of my friends goes, um, uh, I, I'm hungry. I need something to eat. And one of the other guys that were there said, oh, um, I was snacking on something in the fridge. Oh, and no. Kelly, and my, my wife's friend said, oh, what were you eating? Oh, and he oh, goes, I don't, I don't know, this. this like rice and peas oh. dish thing or something. And she goes, what? You were eating the cat's food. <laughs> my mom makes oh. the cat special food. You were oh. eating the cat's food. I'm really focusing on the vomit right now. It's <laughs> so gross. I mean, if it's tasty, who gives a shit? Well, I, I think that's what he went with. The, well, like it tastes the, fine. the mom makes the food themselves. I don't know. She like, also used to okay. feed squirrels. I don't know. Yeah, if she <laughs> makes the food, is fine. Ugh, my, I hold my breath My cousin, the cat's food. My, my cousin has two dogs, and he makes these little fuckers like he... He like they, they they get like fucking like raw meat like from the deli. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good meat. My cat's actually on the my cat squirrels on the raw diet. Oh, so it's not like from the deli. It's like you go and you get from the pet food store. It's like yeah. raw these the raw pucks of like whole ground animal. So it has like organs and skin and like bones and like all that stuff all ground up in it. And like the idea is that like the optimal diet for a cat is that they'll yep. go kill a mouse and eat the whole thing. Right. So it's like a whole the whole ground animal in a puck. And so that's what she eats. And she's like she eats better than we do, basically. Like mm-hmm. she gets all kinds of stuff, like bison and She doesn't get to torment it kangaroo like kangaroo. Yeah. No, she wow. doesn't. Uh so now Patty and Graham are making out on the couch when the phone rings and they're like, ah, just let the machine pick it up, but no message is left. And for some reason, uh, this kills Graham's mood because he starts talking about the <laughs> restaurant again and Patty clearly wants to do it. But Graham is like, uh, you know, I didn't sleep last night, which I'm like, you don't have a job, Graham. Like, <laughs> fuck. And he, he's the same level as Angela trying to get out of sex. It's just in an adult man. He's yeah. looking for anything. He's like, the phone is ringing. Yeah. I can't. I can't. No, don't. Yeah. So now fucking Graham spends the rest of this episode <laughs> sleeping on the couch. Can we refer to him for the rest of the, uh, for the, rest of the show as like, a fucking Graham? Yeah. Because that's the way I feel about him. Yeah. So there's a knock yeah. on the door. Danielle answers and it's Brian. She tells Brian that Angela is in her room playing. What song was it that she's playing fifty times in a row? I, I rewound it and tried to get the song. I don't know. If I she, didn't catch it. Maybe she didn't say I the name of the it. song. Yeah. Uh, Brian gives Angela's backpack to Danielle and says and starts to say to this child, "Like you wouldn't believe this fucking. There's a fuck tape in this. Like 
but he's uh, like yeah he's so oh, immature Brian. and like vindictive yeah he's like you wouldn't believe what i found in there it's like this is a little kid yeah like a man santa still comes to their house like can you <laughs> shut up you idiot <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, come on, man. So he says he needs his bike back, and Danielle's like, ah, Angela left it at Jordan's. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Brian. <laughs> Take that crack out, you piece of shit. <laughs> Brian gets mad at first, but then is like, wait, is Angela sad? Uh, <laughs> you need to yell back at me. Uh, uh, so they end up talking, right? Angela says she's sad about boys, and Brian's like, why? And Angela's like, because they just want to fuck. And Brian, it's, actually, Brian, it's kind of refreshing to see Brian Krakow have like a normal conversation. Somebody, yeah, honestly. Well, well, like, Graham listens from the couch. Conversation. We get Graham hearing it on the couch though, and he's like, "Ooh," <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "No, don't." Yeah. Again. Yeah. I wish that was the look though. That's not the look he gives. He's like, he, he will get, he now? will he will give that look eventually. And Krakow was doing like a mix of counseling slash being cocked here he's just <laughs> he's listening and he's asking about it but he really shouldn't be delving into these waters yeah he's like how did it's... how did jordan try to get you into bed <laughs> tell what tell would me. have worked okay could i watch <laughs> yeah um brian said i mean maybe brian is not an uh, an incel but he's a fucking cuckold right like he because part of him seems to get off on on being this the fucking sad sack of shit well the girl he loves is yeah. with another guy um angela can, can you just tell me to stick my junk between my legs and call me an ugly woman <laughs> So Brian's uh, Graham's on the couch. And he's like, "Oh, that's interesting. Better than the tape." <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah, Brian. Hello. Yeah, Brian says not all guys are like that, and asks if it's a problem that she's having. So, like, you getting dick thrown at you all the time? Is that a problem? <laughs> um, Angela admits that she thinks it's like about that fucking gif on. Yeah, the hot dogs with in the, the face. With the hot dogs getting thrown at your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Angela says she does think about sex all the time, which surprises Brian. But then he's like, uh, uh, I just want my bike back. So he can't handle it. So Patty goes outside and she's getting into her car and sees that Jordan is there and he's getting the bike out of the trunk of his car. But Patty doesn't say anything. She leaves. I'm assuming she knows it's Jordan. Um, I mean, she must because he's so oh, yeah. sexy, right? Like, yeah. Weirdly, Patty lets it lie. Yeah. yeah just like, smiles. that's very unpatty like Like, she just kind of, like, sees that he's there and leaves. Like, and it's very unlike sexy. her to yeah. not stop and be like hi are you jordan like yeah like a psychopath right uh -huh. so I, I i'm not sure what it was that made her not do that but well she doesn't and so then uh she leaves and brian comes out of the house and says to jordan oh that's actually my bike but then says to jordan Ah, uh, you can leave it here in case she needs it. And I'm like, you live across the street. Like, <laughs> it's not a long journey for Angela to go and borrow that fucking bike. So I think he's, like, trying to assert his, like, I mean, I, I shudder to say dominance, but I, you know, I think he's trying to assert his influence. Yeah. Here. Maybe, like, I'm always here. Don't worry. I'll get it when I need it. Yeah. 
So Jordan knocks on the door and Angela answers. He says, I brought your bike back or whoever's it is. And then, <laughs> and then walks in the house. This is the second time where she opens the door and he just walks in, uh, which I find weird behavior. Like if I, if I'm invited yeah. to somebody's house, then I'll walk in. But if I just knock on the door unsolicited, I'm not walking in unless they say, come on in. But yeah, eh, he's too like, dumb for social cues. Yeah. At yeah. that age, at that age, I would have to be like spoken to before I enter the house. Like you don't just come into the porch. You go, hello, H hello, Mr. Murphy, are you here? <laughs> miss, miss anybody? Oh, hello. Like, I mean, but jo yeah, Jordan's, a, 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 you know, Jordan's Jordan. No, like no offense, Ted, but uh, I don't know how you looked when you were in high school. But <laughs> <laughs> I was no Jordan. I, I'm assuming that you were not as wildly uh, handsome. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> to all you listeners out there <laughs> just handsome not wildly handsome just handsome i mean when you're wildly good looking you can get away with walking into places where you there's a lot of doors that open often, for you. Well, <laughs> well too like there's an undercutting i guess thread to all this like i don't really feel sorry for jordan catalano for a lot of things because he kind of fails up all the time because he's so good looking and you go like you can be a stupid in life because you're so good looking. You don't have to learn anything. You don't have to learn to string a sentence together or learn how to talk to a parent. It's not something that's in your vernacular because look at them blueies. So good. I mean, it's I, true. Uh, so. I used to work with this guy in a kitchen. We were both line cooks. <laughs> and uh, he used to uh, flirt with the, the pretty waitresses and then out of nowhere be really mean to them. <laughs> and then he used to come back in the kitchen. He'd be like... I like being mean to the pretty ones because they're not used to it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what a nice guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Super nice. Mm -hmm. He's a rock star in Vancouver now. <laughs> ah, good job. Matt Good? No? <laughs> no, he's not Matt Good. All right. He's can you tell, us, can you tell us off position. the air or on the air? Oh, you don't know him. All right. Oh, you see, because he's too obscure and cool. Um, no, cool he's enough. just like he's not like a, a like a lead singer or anything like that. He's like a oh, I thought you were saying old fuggo Teddy. He's, Is he? No. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't know anything. Would you call him Brian A or B Adams? Uh, just no. no, no, okay. I would not. All right, cool. <laughs> just wondering. Uh, so when Jordan and Angela are talking, Angela says that she liked when he let her drive the car, um, but. You know, she felt powerful, but also terrified. She's not ready for that much freedom. Jordan, I think he's thinking uh, something nice here is like, don't worry, I won't hold what happened against you if your name ever comes up. So I'm like, what nice guy? Like, great. Yeah. Again, Thanks. like not part of my high school experience. I would have told this guy where to shove it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and it would not have been in any of my orifices. <laughs> ah, I got cake. something to shove yeah. under your urethra, Jordan. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Jordan says, or Angela says sex is a big deal. Jordan says, no, it's okay. At least you got some driving practice. And then, I don't know if he's, again, I don't know if he's trying to speak in metaphors or if he's just saying things, but he's like, just like, try not to take your turns too wide or anything. Like, what? What? <laughs> I, 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 it uh, spoke to Angela you, at any rate. Yeah, he's like, think about what you just said. Because <laughs> if you take your turns too wide, like my dick will wind up in your ass. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, what? Uh, what's a, what's a meta? Who? Huh? Where am I? Uh, yeah, but this makes Angela actually like burst into tears, and they're like 
hugging and she's playing with his hair and she's like, I'm going to miss your hair. And he's like, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. And then they smooch. Yeah. Which leaves, I think, well, Angela's happy, but I think it leaves the viewer like, wait, what? Like, what? what's the status here? Which Are I think- you watching it, it, it seems to be very ambiguous. Yeah. Especially when he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, even watching it twice, it threw me. I still don't know what I think. I yet. do I do remember when I was watching it as a teenager that it was very clear to me that they broke up. Oh, all right. Um, but now watching it back, I'm like, did they break up? Like yeah. He says he's still tomorrow. Like he's is obviously tur- very. He seems very reluctant. Is the turn too wide? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, so he leaves. Graham again has heard all of this. Fucking Graham on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> like he's still there, and none of this is bothering him. No. I wonder if you could back in the day get a traumatized Graham action figure from the uh, My So-Called Life action figure series okay. uh, on the couch, because he's like, Ugh. I will <laughs> say, I, in, Graham, in Graham's defense, if it was fucking Patty sleeping on that couch, she would have just been like, now look here, Jordan, blah, blah. Like, you know, like, I, in, in Graham's defense, like, he is the... I'm not going to say he's a hands-off parent, because I don't think that's necessarily true, but I do... He, I think, has made peace that Angela's old enough to make decisions and that his role of controlling her life has passed. He is now, you know, at a certain point as a parent, you have to trust that you have taught your child well and that they will make decisions that are good. I love right? how you I, say that as the non-parent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I am a non-parent, but I also was a child who had parents. Uh, child free by choice, baby. Meanwhile, were, I'm the they, one who said, I can't believe he's laying there listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, my, my dad was very um, sort of, you know, tr- I trust that you'll make good decisions <laughs> for yourself. And I think, I don't know, I think at a certain no, point, no, there, there has to be that moment. And, and maybe for some parents, that comes when your child is 15. For some parents maybe it comes later <laughs> whenever yeah. you are able to let it go but i think that i mean obviously i think graham has that moment earlier than patty probably would patty reminds me of on the simpsons when itchy and scratchy when marge was against <laughs> itchy and scratchy and they drew her into the oh, cartoon no. as a squirrel don't do that saying, don't do, that. Don't, do don't that. do that. And that's what Patty reminds <laughs> me of. And I just can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, ugh. Because she would have jumped up off that couch in two seconds going, what are you doing? Stop that. Get yeah. out of my home. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that conversation ends, and then we get kind of the typical ending. Angela's on the bike outside. There's some narrating about what it's like to be yourself. Again, I'm sorry if this is your favorite part of every show, but I just can't. So, <laughs> well, and, in circles. very, it. very specifically, you know, we started this episode with her in a car, not being able to control it. And we end Ooh. this episode with her on a bike being able to ride with no hands. So it's like a metaphor for adulthood versus childhood. And she's not quite ready to let go of childhood. But she's like on the cusp. Of... But every once in a while she lets go. Yeah. 
Wow. Ooh, I like that, Arlo. That yeah. is some deep thinking. Looking at my notes, wow. and I did not say anything like that. So. Well, I mean, the whole car metaphor, right? Like, they hit us over the head with it. Like, Angela specifically says it. Like, it was like driving your car, and I didn't know if I was ready for all that, and blah, blah, blah. And then the very next scene, we see her on Brian's bike. So. There you Good go. Good job. Yeah, very it. specifically a childhood metaphor. And that is the end of Pressure. Uh, so, yeah, thoughts. Anyone? Loved it? Hated it? I really liked it. Like, I've actually liked I'm starting to really like these last few episodes. I feel they found their footing, and the, and the episodes kind of – I feel like a better flow. They don't feel like I'm slugging along when I watch them. Yeah, I like it. I like where it's going. I hope this stuff pays off, as I've said the last few weeks. I hope they don't let stuff go and – well, spo- um, spoiler yeah. alert, the show just ends. So, well, that unfortunately, I do. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Yeah, show gets canceled, and uh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think that we're, like, I, I feel like it's hit its stride. And again, like, I think I've said this before, when we started doing these episodes after, you know, into like the fifth, sixth, seventh episode, there was a small part of me that's like, oh, damn it, now we have to slog through this. And I liked doing them, but I, the, the episodes weren't hitting as hard as I initially thought but now that we're in this stretch i'm like oh yeah like yeah i get it again so i i, I like this one i think I, I think i don't know if the rest of them are bangers but um i do think that we're you know yeah the show's definitely hit its stride i like um, this episode i can't say that it um and I, I i even though it wasn't specific to my experience as a teenager when it came to being pressured for sex um I, I think possibly this episode helped me be confident enough that it never had to be an issue. Oh, wow. When I was wow, look at you. a teenager, honestly. And um, and just like the frustration with, Andrew, with uh, Angela of not being able to say s- straight up, like, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do. Um, I think that probably helped shape me as a teenager honestly so so if you if you were doing it with arlo back in the high school everybody you can write your thank you letters to winnie holtzman i mean i mean there wasn't a lot of people but you know you know who you are oh my god (laughs) out there (laughs) (laughs) all right well Next time on Narbos and Broomheads, we're talking about On the Wagon. And uh, the only synopsis on this from the uh, Wikipedia is, Feeling left out of Angela's life, Rayanne becomes lead singer of the Frozen Embryos. Meanwhile, Patty thinks Rayanne has started drinking again. The one thing I remember about this episode is that if you're a Ramones fan, there is a very famous scene coming up. So, there you go. And, uh... Yeah, we'll leave it at that. So thanks again for uh, listening. If you want to hit us up, narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com is where you can email us at narbospodcast on Twitter at narbosandbroomheadspodcast on Instagram. And I'm Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. And uh, who's out there in Oakville? Uh, Tim here, Folly T on Twitter. Um, Enjoy your week and we'll see you next time. Sending it over to Arlo. It's me, Arlo. You can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. Teddy? Hey, my name is Ted or Teddy, and uh, I'm at uh, CY3 on the Instagram machine. Yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. Wickland of the dog. 
Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. Hi, Linda again. the dog. Lots of pictures yeah. of Linda the dog. Woof, woof. Yeah. She's there. Uh, it is uh, May 21st, or sorry, um, April 21st. Uh, snowing in Regina. We'll record again in two weeks. Will uh, it be snowing still? We, will Arlo still be snowing? better not be fucking snowing in two weeks. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Stay tuned and find mm. out, everybody. And until then, uh, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. Bye. Later. Mm-hmm. Baby. Well, I just said I don't get my love. Stay up late and dream about Kylan I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got naked Don't you get caught my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I'm ready, 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 ready,